0: Welcome to the drive time news blast 30 minutes 45 commercial free minutes for patrons jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth liberty and justice this is monica perez
1: and i'm brad binkley
0: our top story an asteroid could strike the earth prior the day before the election (laughs) that's from astrophysicist neil degrasse tyson You know, we're
1: going to run out of places to go to heighten the drama if we're going to an asteroid plummeting into the Earth day before the election. You really can't go much bigger than that.
0: And it's so funny because I have tweeted numerous times that my favorite, my two favorite bumper stickers of this election year are Giant Meteor 2020 like, that's literally who people are voting yeah. for. And the tagline is, let's just end it already. So when I saw this, this is on the front page of FoxNews.com right now.
1: I wonder what his full co- his full quote was. Maybe it was a, an aside where it was, yeah, I guess we could get hit it by says, an asteroid the day of it, the election. It
0: won't cause serious damage. So, of course, it's just, if we're, to the extent that we're peppered with this stuff all the time, any shooting star is an asteroid, right? So it says... It's, yeah, it's not, you know, it's just a ridiculous headline. And he's he is a ridiculous person, in my opinion, but whatever. So, but this is all, the real headline on Fox News, that is there. But like the, the top one is Trump determined to put Hunter Biden's email scandal center stage in final faceoff.
1: Yeah, it's going to be like that debate with Hillary where he said he was going to prosecute her. Remember that one? The most, it was yeah. the most dramatic yeah, debate yeah. in 2016. It, That's yeah. what this is going to end They're up They're still being.
0: waiting for that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I said in the beginning when he was winning or won or whatever, and we were still on the air and on the radio, people would call and just like, it's so much better, whatever. And I would say to them, if you think the direction, Of the world, this world government thing, the anything like population control technocracy, if you think even immigration, if you think the direction of this thing is shifting permanently. You're crazy or whatever, let's find let's see the proof is in the pudding when Trump leaves office four years or eight years from now, let's just see if we have truly changed direction, because I would challenge people. For not holding him accountable for the Bill of Rights. He would never ever say that he would uphold it. He just talks about being an angry pragmatist, basically. And, and this is exactly what's going to happen. They're still waiting for this stuff to happen. And we are, it, it, it no one would have believed that anything could possibly have gotten us to a $4 trillion deficit in 2020. And the guy's going to win. I mean, that is enough to blow your mind. And we're going to have another one. And you can't even see the evidence of what is now promising to be a whole nother surge in this COVID thing. I think there is going to be a COVID-21. I think it's going to be called that. I think that document from Canada is more true than false.
1: I do, too. That's what Fauci was on 60 Minutes for last night was to talk about. The second wave that's come, not the second wave, maybe the third wave, but the more deadly wave. In fact, there was a headline earlier today that was saying that like the next six weeks could be the darkest in the coronavirus pandemic Oh, times. I saw
0: that. I saw that. I don't know where, but uh, maybe it was on the front page of CNN, actually.
1: Yes, that's where I saw it as well. Yeah, the darkest time of the pandemic will be the holidays. Experts were warned.
0: Look, my son... My oldest son got the flu, tested positive for the flu. I've never seen him so sick in my life. It could not have been COVID. This is my son who has Down syndrome because he tested positive for the flu. He has never been that sick. Nobody else got sick. My mother-in-law was here. She wouldn't go near him. I was like, don't give him a hug or anything. I don't want you to get sick. And she didn't. Nobody else got sick, but he was very sick. And it was the flu. So it was flu season and then uh, everybody else got sick with something that felt like strep, but wasn't strep or the flu. I don't know what it was, but I got it for like a day. Everybody else got it for longer, whatever. That's what happens in the winter. That's They're setting it up. And don't forget that the flu shot often gives you mild flu-like symptoms.
1: Yeah. And Fauci was saying last night or in 60 Minutes was saying that, the cases are already rising because people are retreating indoors due to the colder weather. That is not why people are retreating indoors. They've been retreating indoors for the past seven months. Yeah, people, maybe some people went outside more, but from a lot of people I've been talking to and communicating with, a lot of people just stayed inside like like hermits for the past almost year. Because Well, out here...
0: You were basically forbidden to do anything, even go to parks. And then they had the fires where even I was like, I had been telling my kids, like, get some vitamin D. And then we were inside, too. But have you heard of the Great Barrington Declaration? I have not. I've read about this a couple of times it and it was in the journal today i think it was in the journal last week i think it has something to do with elon musk who i believe is from massachusetts and it came out of great barrington massachusetts although it was signed and this is freaky to me it was signed great barrington comma united states freaky right like that's just freaky to me just taking the state's out of it it's i'm being gaslighted yeah so what it is is it's a very very well Worded declaration that I totally, it completely resonates with me talking about how having these lockdowns have physical, mental and economic impact that are not justified. That you need focused protection, that everyone should be allowed to go about their normal lives with an emphasis on having healthcare workers who have acquired immunity to the disease to help in nursing homes, to have retired people receive their groceries on the front step through delivery and all this stuff, and then just have normal, healthy people who are at absolutely no greater risk of dying than they would in any normal flu or cold season to go about their business. And then it has a lot of people signing off it from different Stanford, Harvard, different countries. It's all uh it's pretty reputed, well reputed. And I absolutely think that it's a setup, as I would think, because it's just too it's just too sensible. And it is not consistent with wanting people to get a vaccine. It says don't even wait for the vaccine. And I I mean, this is all. This is all about the vaccine. I have more to say about that. But there was an article in the journal that said herd, herd. So they they're calling it herd immunity, and that is kind of a charged expression. And then the journal says herd immunity tactic alarms many experts. So two thousand experts called, wrote to the Lancet, and said this is terrible. Don't listen to those guys. So here is a battle afoot. And I I would say it's just more art of ambiguity, more dialectic stuff. But I do want to tell you a little more about this.
1: And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 Seed Packs, their organic seed packs and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. There was another
0: crazy article, the Wall Street Journal, I should say. It was in the Journal and other things. It was just... Uh, not crazy, but clearly agenda driven. and it was everywhere. so when I went to to kind of just trying to do a little research, all I got was this same headline from all over the place. and it was all from it was so obviously the same story because it was all from Burko Fasino or whatever. what's that place called again? It's had um it's had a lot of trouble recently. It's got a civil war or whatever it's in Africa, I think. so anyway, but, you can just tell it's the same story, but what the story is, is that vaccinations require uh, freezers, roads, refrigerated trucks, all the stuff that the that poorer countries are really going to be devastated because they're not going to be able to get these vaccines. Maybe we need to... To change the food supply chain with refrigerated trucks, bringing people meat and dairy to using those trucks for building, bringing people vaccinations. I mean, that's crazy on its face. I mean, that is just to to divert people's nutrition for these vaccinations, which will be less tested than other vaccinations. To me, I mean, that just doesn't stand the test of reason. And they're already
1: preparing the public for them to be to fail for a lot of people by Announcing all these failures in the trials, and being so open
0: about. Yes, that. and i i don't I don't know how they're going to work that in. Maybe throw Trump under the bus, and certainly they're absolutely uh, by talking about that. Paralysis as being a part of COVID, they see what's coming. I know it. But one of the things that they say in this stuff about the temperature controlled vaccines, they absolutely lead with some vaccinations are required to be at frozen temperatures like a hundred degree, a hundred degree, minus a hundred Fahrenheit. And I'm thinking minus a hundred Fahrenheit. I mean, if you, if you freeze food, you realize it gets really, Messed up if you freeze stuff. And, and it, and the article was absolutely misleading. One of the quotes was, vaccines are similar to dairy or meat products in that their chemical structures are maintained when they are kept within certain temperature ranges. With dairy and meat, it's that you can't get too cold. You can't get too cold. And then if you cook them, then they're too hot. And then that also changes their structure. But you can't just freeze milk and stuff. It changes the structure. So that kind of made me scratch my head. And I dug in and there are 151 COVID vaccines in trials right now, and only one of them that I could find requires freezing temperatures. The majority, it's just like a flu where you need it to be 25 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like your regular freezer or fridge. But what they're pointing at here is not just that it's you want to divert food supply chains, which will really make people sicker, in my opinion, but that infrastructure itself, including public transportation for people to get to vaccination sites, roads, reliable electricity freezers solar generated freezers infrastructure the vaccine now requires massive infrastructure investment so everything from the from the pandemic to climate change is leading you down the path of infrastructure and so much more but these to smart me, smart infrastructure, their agendas. Yeah, they're ag- exactly. You have to actually be able to monitor twice a day the temperature of these vaccinations. And it just seems to me that these are, are more agendas being pushed. But if you dig into that science, it's very hard to believe that you need a hundred degree minus below temperatures in to for for. I mean, there's only one of the just don't don't use that one why I are they, if there's going to be a vaccine heist oh they talked about that they absolutely talked about that that was one of the pictures So it increased like, security oh.
1: measures would give reason to try and track everything
0: and they and then if you steal them and then you're not monitoring them for safety and you can the the label will say it's it's a vaccine but it won't be effective or maybe it'll be harmful because it wasn't in that that temperature range that's what they're saying
1: And they'll turn into a, a super villain monster if it's not at the right temperature
0: yes or it'll make you into like the incredible hulk there's there's that is one of the side effects
1: (laughs) (laughs) fauci was on 60 minutes last night talking about a lot of this talking about the public health measures, talking about how it was it was not a surprise to him that Trump was going to get coronavirus because he was so reckless, talking about how upset he was that Trump used him in an ad. We got to meet Fauci's wife. We got to humanize him because he was being referred to as the most trusted scientist and I think at one point the most trusted man in the country and that the people wouldn't listen to him. Is it frustrating to you, Dr. Fauci, that People just – it doesn't matter how many times they say it. They just won't listen to you. And Dr. Fauci was like, it is frustrating to me. Actually, they had his wife come out and do the – yeah, he gets frustrated because they just won't listen. You know her job, right? I knew that – you knew it.
0: Yeah. She she is the head of medical ethics. I, I believe it's a like a government organization, yeah. but she, her job is a, a leading role in – medical ethics, which is crazy because of his past. And it's crazy that people trust him when the scandals that surrounded his involvement in HIV AIDS. I mean, clearly, it seems to me he was just a political actor manipulating the medical recommendations for Whatever agenda they had on AIDS, HIV connection. Well, he's
1: definitely a political actor, again, manipulating an agenda because he was talking about how the worst is coming and how his kids are being threatened. His family is being threatened, alluding to that it's Trump is the reason why he didn't say that, but he definitely was implying that with what he was saying. And then the dumbest comment of the entire thing, which I think was his main overall reason for being there, is to promote this religion. He said this. He said that he thinks, and, and this is this is his words that he said, he said, deep down, I think Trump believes in science. Deep down, <laughs> Trump believes in science. That, that's not, what, what does that mean? What What is this concrete definition of science that he's, or is there a concrete one or is this a religion? Because this is really turning into Fauci promoting the religion of science on 60 Minutes by the way that he phrased it.
0: And this, this mask wearing and all the rituals surrounding, it's 100% like they will look at you like you're not a believer. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to TrueHempscience.com slash PropReport.
1: Over the weekend, Biden wore not one mask, but two masks for super protect. You know, Trump doesn't wear any, so he'll put on one for him and one for Trump. And there was a headline that I saw right before the show started. We talked about this right when we started seeing the black mask of Biden out there. The headline was how the Biden campaign or how Biden turned the mask into a symbol for his campaign. Wow. Wow. It's a symbol. Absolutely, it's a symbol and a divisive one at that. There's not a day that goes by that you don't hear some story about some crazy, unhinged, maskless person harming some poor, you know, good-natured, good-intented, mask-wearing American.
0: Did you see this thing? I'm going to call it gaslighting. I don't know anymore what to call things that are meant to rile people up. It's... I don't know, but have you heard of this person, Anna McCanju? No. All right. She went to Stanford Law School, which I also did. She was apparently graduated in 04. And I did not know her. She was after me. Uh, but this somebody sent this to me, DM'd me, uh, a real friend of the show, DM'd me on Twitter. This person's bio and it appeared on the one of the I guess the Soros kids foundation for new Americans. She was a fellow of that Paul Soros. Foundation, Paul and Daisy Soros, maybe? Yeah. So it said her roles, her jobs, and this is the person whose current role, and boy, did I waste a lot of time this morning trying to figure out when she got this job. The best I could find, the earliest reference to it was February of this year. But she's the global policy manager for content regulation at Facebook in order to help secure election integrity. I saw her making a speech. She was advertised making a speech at a law school in February talking about this role. Her backstory is so insanely deep state and she has all these triggers. So it was, if you ever try to noodle on the internet, like the way I used to do in the old days, you could find Every possible interpretation of somebody's background it would be crazy rabbit hole stuff Racist anti-semitic real there would be you know firsthand reports videos everything and and I honed truth dar That's how I did it and I would take like the people who were there to just um Distract or confuse the issue from the real stuff now. There's almost none of it, but occasionally Something profoundly anti-Semitic will pop up from a conspiracy website. <laughs> so, so the one thing when I was trying to like get into her deep backstory, it quotes something that I absolutely noticed immediately. She has a Nigerian father. She has a Ukrainian mother and she was raised by her Jewish grandparents. Like that's supposed to, you know, light up so so there are these everything suppressed on the internet except for this totally anti-semitic screen against this chick but that's not What's at all interesting about her, what's really interesting about her is that every single solitary thing in her backstory is deep, freaking state, including that she's a CFR gal. Her last job was to be the chief of staff for the Office of European and NATO Policy. She was um, a she's National Security Council director for Russia, all this stuff. And she was the VP. She was, when Biden was VP, she was his special policy advisor for Europe and Eurasia and advised him on Ukrainian policy. This is the chick in charge of censoring Facebook right now.
1: (laughs) Well, Facebook and Twitter are still censoring some of that Hunter Biden information, which has not been disputed. By anybody on the Biden side,
0: this whole thing for sure to me is to get that Section 230 repeal to lock in big tech. And it was funny because I've been saying that and I've been trying to puzzle it through. Nobody's nobody else is saying that. There's just people on both sides. Well, yeah, go Trump, whatever. And and <clears throat> don't censor us. And I got an email from Gab saying, do not fall for the Section 230 thing. It's not true. Do not do not have them repeal that. We are barely able to break through the stranglehold these oligarchs have over social media. If you take that away from us, we will go away and they won't. And that's exactly what I'm saying. And this is going to be completely feed right into this, this Anna McKenna. She's clearly a deep state actor playing this role, being there to to say that we really need to do something about this social media, in my opinion.
1: And Gab is probably where a lot of that there's probably a lot of chatter on Gab about Repealing the Section two.
0: They probably want it because that uh, it used to be Pepe. Pepe land. Pepe people think because Trump is telling them yeah. to do it. I mean, they would never think of doing that. Never. I mean, there would be whatever. I've already ranted on that.
1: They also had on 60 Minutes this guy that they <clears throat> called him Putin's public enemy. The guy who allegedly was poisoned by Putin. I think he's in Germany now. Or he's being protected by the Germans. And I, don't, I can't remember his name. You, Navalny. You his, do what?
0: Navalny. Yes. I believe right. his name is
1: Navalny. Yeah. And he's an activist. He ran against Putin in a previous election. I don't know if he was poisoned or not. Maybe he was. Maybe there's been things done to him. But what I'm saying is he does not come off as that credible In the way that he tells the story, I don't know if it's a cultural thing in the way that he talks, but just a few of the things that he said, his evidence given as to why he was certain that it was Putin who poisoned him, were very strange to me. The first reason, because the interviewer said, well, how do you know it was Putin for sure? And this is after this guy had said, it was Putin that did it and Putin is enjoying doing this to me. That throwing in that extra kind of he was enjoying doing doing it to me. Is it possible? Sure, it's possible. But that seemed to me like a little bit of of drama intentionally being injected into it. And he said the reason he knows Putin did it is because you can't just walk into stores and get this poison. Even if you're a billionaire, you can, even if you're a billionaire, you can't get this poison. Only Putin and Putin alone is the only person who can get it. That's one red flag to me because that just doesn't seem true at all. And then the second red flag to me was he goes, and even more importantly, if somebody tried to handle this stuff, it's so dangerous, it would kill everybody. And he said this like someone who has handled it before. And if that's the case... Why is he alive? How did he survive such a deadly thing? It's just the red flags were going up on his story. And since he's an activist, he's been arrested a number of times. If he's like some of the activists over here in the United States who get arrested on purpose, who do dramatic things on purpose for their cause. I'm not saying that's what's going on here. I'm just saying his story was a little suspicious last night.
0: I... Completely flagged that as soon as I saw this came out of Germany where he was in the hospital in Germany and the Wall Street Journal showed with the story this ridiculous cartoon graphic of the substructure of this poison. And how it had a unique Russian signature. <laughs> and they used as a reference point the scripple. How the Skripple. poison itself
1: had a unique yes, Russian signature? Yes, that
0: like there's just no way. I I just, out of the back of my head, I can't remember exactly what specifics they were so talking Putin about. So Putin must be
1: the only one who knows yes. how to make it then. That must yes, be why nobody they, else can...
0: And they likened it to the pole poisoning, which was in England. I don't know when it was last year, maybe, or I could have been five years ago. My like, my brain doesn't work anymore on that stuff. At least, you know, a year ago, maybe, let's say or two. And that was totally discredited. I mean, if you did any digging into that, the story was preposterous. But it also reminds me of I didn't that last detail you gave. I didn't know at the time the Litvinenko poisoning, the poisoning of Alexander Litvinenko. And he did die and he died of, uh, you know, basically a horrible, gruesome death. Uh, I'll tell you. So this is what what you just said clicked on something with me for the Litvinenko story. Looking for something positive to distract you from all the craziness in 2020? At WisdomPrince.com, you can own photography work of landscapes and architecture that remind us of the beautiful world we really live in. Wismprints.com is the creation and work of a fellow liberty-minded person, Scott Moore, who's been an avid listener to the Propaganda Report and the Monica Perez Show for years. Wisdomprints.com is newly created and showcases photography from the desert southwest to urban scenes and architecture from around the world. Visit Wismprints.com, that's W-I-Z-U-M, prints.com, and use the promotion code propaganda at checkout to get 15% off the sale of your print order. What they say about the Litvinenko poisoning is it was absolutely no question. Putin and he was enemy number one. And he was, I guess, a turned spy, something like that. But the, that's a very fishy story as well. And the guy did die at like a public and gruesome radiation poisoning death, but they say, What it really looks like when you dig into it that he was actually smuggling it and selling it and just by touching it he got sick like that so it's funny that they bring that little detail in to the new story i just think that's funny
1: and that story the way they framed it on 60 minutes and it was right before fauci It was on the same episode as fauci so there's Commercials teasing the Fauci thing, then commercials teasing. So they were paired together, basically. So if, you, if you're if you tuning in for Fauci, then you're also tuning in to see this. And perhaps if you're tuning in for Fauci, you're, you might be more likely not to like Trump. They were framing it as Putin's public enemy. He's an activist who, despite being poisoned with apparently a poison that billionaires can't even touch because it'll kill everybody in the general vicinity, yet he survived, and he's back, and he's alert, and he's strong. And the interviewer kept saying, you seem fiery and ready to go again, and, and you're going to fight no matter what. It was framed as a protester versus an authoritarian. That This framing can be easily transferred to over here, protesters versus Trump, And I think that's I think that was one of the intended propaganda takeaways of that.
0: Very interesting. I have to say, of course, uh, that we've been talking about Russia being the real target of or originally being a, a target of using the election as a tripwire against Russia. And there has been so, so, so much chatter and signaling and stuff about China being the real enemy. I just don't think so. And there was an article in The Wall Street Journal today saying that. That China is using hostage diplomacy. China came out and said, if you have a, dis- if you're a U.S. citizen and you're in China and there's a dispute that's unresolved, criminal or civil or anything, an investigation underway, you will not be permitted to leave. This supposedly is in response to our handling of military operatives with maybe the thousand talents program or all this kind of our Chinese spies posing as professors. All this back and forth with China. I'm just not buying it. I think we're passing the baton of world leadership over to China. Uh, we might even call it a Cold War. I don't know. But I think that that is, that is a coordinated effort to reshape the world. And Russia, they, it has not been totally subdued. And that we, that, that the goal with Russia is to control the European market for Russia's natural resources and that's not resolved yet
1: well they did say in the economic forum that they are modeling the great reset after china and they had a chinese scientist come on and speak to tell how they're doing it so there and he
0: was in on the cdc of china and the us was in on event One. i cannot get away from that there's yeah. no in the hong kong thing i always thought it would let's see how that plays out and what would be the reason like why the only reason to really favor to really like go after china is if trump's like i'm america Firster" is real but it's not real
1: that is that is what we will see i guess because china it seems with through the world economic forum they're trying to establish a, a global uh, social credit score uh Article just broke. A story just broke. DOJ announces charges against six Russian military officers allegedly involved in hacking malware operations. Officials called the operations the most destructive and costly in history. And the indictment lays bare Russia's use of its cyber capabilities to destabilize and interfere with the domestic, political and economic systems of other countries, thus providing a cold reminder of why its proposal is nothing more than dishonest rhetoric and cynical and cheap propaganda.
0: I think that they put the Chinese stuff out at the same time as the russian stuff to make it look like we're bombarded from all sides who knows which way this is gonna break yada yada but that the china stuff is is the fake thing and that the russian thing is the real the real goal i have quite a lot for the patron 15 including a few personal little events my husband is subjecting me to a Van Halen tutorial. So, it <laughs> should be fun. My Netherland dwarf bunny is pregnant.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. And I'm what buying pepper food. I know. I think it makes me a grandma. <laughs> Good thing I bought all that prepper food over the weekend. That's
1: right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at proper tor- com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to access that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or on the Patreon 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.